on the last episode of Improvised D&D. The Adventurer's Guild has received a letter from the small village of Borda. The settlement has contacted the guild to investigate the disappearance of two villagers. Buttercup, I need you to take this letter to McStevens. I need him to bring us the finest honey for Magnar's emotional journey. Ah, life is good in Borda, but the, the point is we're all terrified. We don't know what's going on and two have gone missing. Did you know the two? Oh, I knew them very well. Their names were... Yale and Smirk. Yes, um, I'm sorry. Where are my manners? I'm um, Velvet Lacroix. Honestly, I have not been able to leave this house in, I think, a year? And before you is not the forest that you came in. You've definitely left the material plane into somewhere else in this portal. Hello, welcome to Improvise D&D, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast that puts three intrepid heroes from the local Adventurers Guild on an epic quest that is created on the spot by a cast of improvisers. I am Danny Wyken, the Dungeon Master, and I'm joined by a fabulous cast uh, on this episode. We have our NPCs, played by Lauren Kincaid and Joe Johnson. Hey! Hey! And we also have our party members, if you want to quickly introduce ourselves, a venturing party. Quill Havencrest, Azamar Cleric, living up to how much I say I cry. Malvolia, tiefling sorceress, I shoot flames from my hands and insults from my mouth. Oh boy, okay, Magnar Tinforge, Dwarven Tinkerer, out of retirement, forcibly. Those three adventurers are going to be going on the quest today, and I just want to thank you all again for tuning in. We at Out on the Whim are very excited to do this, and this is a translation of our stage show. And if you want to see that show, you can come see it in Chicago every Sunday at 7 at Otherworld Theater. And just want to do a quick review of our rules, because we are making this up. Uh, I do not have anything written besides the prologue. I do not have control of the NPCs and our characters are ridiculously high level with custom abilities. So we only roll the d20 dice. 20 is the best, 1 is the worst, and we might roll with advantage or disadvantage. Other than that, the rules don't really apply to us. So we should pick up on our adventure into the kingdom of the Fae. Can I get you some tea or anything? Um, um, I. How do you reach it all the way at the top of the 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 home like that? Oh, it, you know, I just uh, walk into the ch- kitchen, get up my step stool, climb on, balance. A, it's a little bit uh, tricky, but you know, yes. once I climb up on to the countertop in my um in you know get my knees really situated on there, uh, I sort of hold myself on one side of the cabinet and then reach all the way up, 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 up. And there it is. I got that elderberry right off the top shelf. Well, it's twilight, which means it's far too late for tea. Can I have a cocktail? Um, you know, I really only have tea in here. I drank all of the booze months ago. That's fine. I'll take a tea. All right, then. Three? Um, yeah, sure. All right, and I hope you don't mind. Instead of using water, we just have, uh, you know, concentrated void, so. Um... Elves are the worst. I, I, I'm just going to polymorph it into a cocktail anyway, you, so you go know, ahead and make it whatever you like. I, I just forgot that I already had tea. Oh, okay. Well, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, thank you so much for finally getting here. I know it did take you a long time. Or did it? I don't really know how time works down here. Less than a day. Less than a day. Wow, you are quick. Well, I'm so grateful that you would come out here, though you may also be trapped down here forever. I don't know if you're ever going to be able to get out to complete the adventure. My hope was that you would be able to escape the torment that has been keeping me down here for many, many years and hopefully be able to rescue our dear Yael and Smark. Oh, yeah, Islands Mark, somewhere within the confines of this, this pocket dimension home. I certainly don't know. This is their home. But when I came to investigate it, I found that they were gone, and I couldn't leave once I realized they weren't inside. Okay. Yeah, Velvet seems to be putting on a, a, an air of chipperness and uh, smiles, but uh, you can tell beneath it's definitely wants to get out of here. Yeah, being a mayor means you hide a lot of things underneath Underneath the facade. Yeah, we we love we love these drinks. I gather my two compadres um, over toward me toward the corner. Uh, just a moment, Velvet. Velvet turns to go uh, make the teas. How does she know she's been gone for years? Maybe she has a calendar. I, not, not what? We received this letter only a few days ago from her, which means time just moves differently in this pocket. Did she dimension. say years? She said years. <clears throat> I don't. Thumbs up. I mean. Other than her, other like, than the fact that we are really snarky, trapped like, in a pocket dimension that of, of which void is served if in I, tea. If I had a shilling for every time I've been in, in a pocket dimension, I, I, I'd have at least I've, it's four. How many? Four times. It's, that's that's honestly you, a lot. Yeah. That, well, yeah, let's also remember much. that she is an elf, and elves live a the very worst. very long time. The, the worst. What? The wait, worst what? You elf racist? Yeah. To be fair. Yeah, what's uh, wrong with Velvet that? was dwarf racist right off the bat. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I don't want to empower racism with racism. No, two two racisms don't make a right. No. Um, I think I'm, as long as we move forward, I'm happy we're talking about it. I'm happy we're aware. The communication is open. As That's a tiefling, right. I've, mm-hmm. I've experienced I'm similar just, reactions. I'm just, I'm just yes, saying. from an Asimar eye, mm, as from you both. Mm, I'm just saying this elf is elf, elfed up. Tea's done. Wonderful, we're coming. Let's not canonize Elf Dump. All right, uh, thank you. I'd like to take both teas, and I'd like to polymorph them into Cosmopolitans. All right, uh, they serve you the tea. It's a 12. And as you get the teacup in your hand, you see it's the darkest tea you've ever seen, probably the void that's in there. Uh, But you polymorph it into your usual cup of your favorite brand. Here you go, Magnar. Oh, mm, okay. Now, uh... I, I, I sniff the tea and um, immediately sneeze. All right. Did you? Are you allergic to void? Um, oh, a void allergy. Void allergy. I will say, as an elf, it's very rude for someone to sneeze at tea. Uh, good. Especially someone of your stature. Um, I, 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 st- I storm off into the other room, but immediately am back in the room right behind... <laughs> I'm uh, surprised Velvet. seeing you again. Yeah, this maze-like uh, interior is not conducive to storming off, unfortunately. Magnar, now that you're on the walls, could you actually reach those cookies up at the top? <gasps> no one's ever been able to each reach those cookies. Not for the 10 million years I've been here. <laughs> so we've determined the time definitely moves differently here. Oh, I don't know how long I've been here. It could have been a few minutes, but we it got feels that l- like years. Why are you using 
why are you using years as a frame of re- what are you doing? I'm just feeling very lost, very trapped, and very freaked out. But I don't want to, you know, make anyone feel that way because election season's coming up. Or maybe it's already over. I don't know. So we got that letter from you about three days ago. Three days. And we left about a day and a half ago. So we time is moving differently here. I'm afraid you're catastrophizing. I feel catastrophized indeed. If anyone could get me out of here and rescue Yael and Smark, the greatest uh, robbers in all of our town. Whoa, they're be... robbers? Well, yes. Everyone knows the tales of Yael and Smark. We don't. We just got here. Oh, well, let me tell you. Yael... I tossed down the cookies. Uh, you, you, from your wall position, you open up a cabinet, you reach in, and uh, you toss down a packet of cookies. Oh, yum, 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 yum. I start to chew them. Uh, they're very delicately. stale. Oh, oh, yikes. Three days and they're that... Well, I guess this was oh, from Yael. Oh, these are Voidios. Ah, mm. yes, mm. of course. Yes, it's two uh, wonderful buttermilk uh, cookies with void in the middle. So these, mm. these great thieves, uh, tell mm. us of their thievery. Well, they're not just any thieves. Most towns don't like their thieves, but, you know, in Borda, Yael and Smark... They were legends. We would set we would set these wild traps for them. You know, we we had our little art museum. We said, okay, no one will be able to steal these figurines of two dogs playing uh, from the back of this art museum with all of our traps, our fourteen guards, and you know the strongest doors known to man. Um, but Yael and Smark, they just went right in there, and then we built statues of them in the middle of the town, because they got that figurine. Could you believe? Did they steal the, the, the statues in themselves? Uh, yes, they did. They disappeared one day. How did you know? Because have, we didn't see no, them. No, because I've done a lot of research, and I, and I know who we're looking for. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. But yes, Yael and Smark were incredible thieves. Uh, but, you know, we all just love their silly nature, and we just love seeing what shenanigans they get up to. But since they've been missing, we've just been sad and alone and then some weird sounds started up i'm worried they're being tortured or attacked or worse uh, bamboozled so two lovable but destructive thieves go missing Mm -hmm. and the mayor contacts us before going missing herself well as missing as in front of us she be velveteen have you found it's velvet have you found their sleeping quarters you know, I haven't been able to get past the kitchen and living room areas. Okay, I'm because I'm up the um, up on the ceiling. Yeah, I use my grappling hook to shoot towards what looks like a a, a chimney vent. Yeah, and I uh, aim for it and I try to swing up and start to climb up to the to the ventilation of of this All of right, this house. I'll give you an acrobatics or athletics check for that. 16. Yeah, you're able to to slot very, very accurately attach that grappling hook to the chimney, and you, you swing over and pull yourself the rest of the way, and you're accessing the chimney, which is uh, sort of like at this weird angle on the floor, and sort of jutting down into the floor. He's so nimble. I poke my head out. All right. And I want to do an investigation check to see which room I'm now in. All right. You... Oh, it's a six. Uh, you can't see too much. There's definitely an opening down there. Maybe two things use this chimney. What do you see, Maggie? It's hard to tell. I'm I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna kind of wiggle my way in. All right, you uh, worm your way in. 
I'll have you roll a dexterity to see how efficiently you do this. Uh, 16. 16. He slips right in there. You are shocked at how oh. fast he can go in. Oh, my goodness. I'm not shocked. He's very small. I heard that. Um, and you pop out into a, a room. This looks like a bedroom of sorts. There's nobody in here. The beds seem tousled. Uh, like before, furniture is sort of everywhere. But on the wall, you see beautiful art. Uh, there's pottery that, that's crashed against the ground uh, whenever this house was transported to where it was. Uh, but there's nice art. It seems like they adorned their room with uh, their scores. I shout into the vent through the other room. I found their loot. Oh. I burn a hole in the wall with my hand so that way we can pass through easily. All right. You can do that. Uh, you burn the hole with controlled fire, and you would be able to fire flight up into that hole. Wow. You adventurers are so smart. Here, Velvet. I'll help you up. I, I grab Velvet, and I fire flight her up with me. Um, I'm going to... Use your wings. Just fly. Okay. Yeah, you're all okay. above in the loot room, looking down. Uh, Velvet, Malvolia, and Magna are looking down the hole uh, at Quill below you. Just use your tiny wings. I, you guys, I know you know that I can't fly. I throw him down a rope. All right. We a just like to rope. hear you say it. I know. A sympathy rope unfurls Thank you, from Magnar as you can climb up into it. The Azamar's life cycle is long, and I've been told by the doctors that they're still growing. Okay. I fear they, I fear they tell me lies, though. The silence speaks volumes as you make it into the loot room with everyone else. I'm not crying. Who's crying? Interesting that there's pottery broken on the floor. Didn't Yale and Smock order pottery from that potter shop we went to? I pull out the ledger. Yeah, they ordered 17. But there's only... I start to count. Uh, roll an investigation, because it is shattered, so... Seven. Seven. Uh, you could, there's probably not enough to make the full amount, but it's hard to tell. Probably mm. There's probably maybe 12-ish... I can't. I, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. hmm. Oh, that's one of my wool hats. And uh, Velvet plucks it off and puts it over her black hair, uh, and it fits snugly on. Oh, those lovable tricksters, stealing even from me, Mayor Velvet Lacroix. If you were a robber, wouldn't you ooh, ooh. hide the good stuff behind some of the stuff that you've stolen? You know? So then, maybe this isn't the good stuff. I go towards a uh, a gilded frame of a unicorn playing a violin. Mm-hmm. I start to feel behind the frame, and I pull it to see if there's <gasps> something behind it. And as you pull it, as opposed to being secured, it actually swings open. You chose the exact right one. It was the unicorn playing the violin, not the kraken playing the fiddle. Oh, so I look at the kraken playing the fiddle, this and one I, speaks just, to me. I just love it. This one really speaks to me. Yes, that was in my grandfather's house. <laughs> mm. I'd like to roll an investigation to yeah. see what I find. Yeah, go for it. 11. It's a it's a small uh, wooden panel uh, behind it. You can definitely see that it, it slides up and down. It's not locked or anything, and you can slide it up and down. I slide 
the uh, panel up. All right, you hear a click as it slides up, and a trap is activated, unfortunately. Uh, but you're, it's a seven, and so you're able to dodge out in time as darts fly out from the floor beneath you. Take a step back, and darts fly out. How's everything going in there, Magnar? <laughs> per usual. We're Wait, did they set up traps? Or did you set up traps? I've never been in this room before. You know, as the mayor, I don't have adventuring powers. I have um, delegating and um, leading powers. So that's really where my strengths are. I was never able to climb through a hole in the wall or shoot up, up a rope at lightning speed. These guys are crafty. Hmm. Have I reached the end of the passage? Uh, yeah, so... Uh, you it doesn't doesn't go down that far, um, and you have reached the end. It seems to be a hidden uh, room. Uh, there's a small locked like cabinet at the end. It's just a small little room you can step into, like a walk-in closet. I uh, I like to roll for dismantle to see if I can um, pick that lock. All right, natural twenty. You with dexterous fingers, seeing a challenge that is just ripe for Magnar. Uh, get out uh, your tools and slowly but surely work around this cabinet door. Uh, you find a trap or two and slowly peel away the trip wire. Come on, uh, compress the trigger and keep it shut. And then you go work on the lock. Uh, very intricate and very delicate. Almost one by one. Here we go. And the click, it slides open. I know that sound. Magnar's in the zone. Good luck. You can do it. Shut it. I'm in the zone. Yeah, you you can open it. You feel that last click, and you can open that. I little think you can open door. it. I let me savor the moment. All right, I apologize. It's part of the zone. It's I was trying zo- to help. I'm not. Sorry. Oh, okay. Well, oh, oh, there, there. A, a parade needs to happen, and oh, oh, I guess Listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make some permits. I'm sensing me... some tension from you, oh, uh, oh, Mr. Have Dwarf. You, have you? Because I feel I've had tension. I'm, do you need a back massage? Do, I know do, a guy if we could ever get do, out of do, here. Do you do you need uh, some <laughs> I had something and then I forgot. I Yes, I go well, back. mayors, you know, we speak all the oh, time, oh, so Magnar, we Magnar. do have do you, our comebacks. Do you need a way ready? out of this place that that you've hired us to get you out of? Is that a fun snappy comeback? Because she's hired us to to save her. It's not very snappy if you have to feed it to each other. I would just wait and like lay down a sick burn later. I just I just didn't want to leave him hanging. Should I we just go inside? Yeah, let's, let's go inside. All right, thanks. Everyone. We go inside. Great work. All right. Well, you can't actually go inside. You're in the you're in the little walk-in closet, the little alcove that's behind the painting, and uh, you open up a cabinet door, and it is a basically a wardrobe. There is a small box set on the top shelf. There is a empty hanger. Uh, two empty hangers, actually, and there's a third one uh, that has beautifully adorned, uh, like, v- almost like a vest type thing, but with long, flowing uh, tendrils that f- spread out down around the feet. Tendrils or tentacles? Tendrils. It looks, it, it, it's, you could look like tentacles a little bit, but they're just sheets of fabric that go down to the floor. I pluck the box off the top shelf. All right. Uh, it's very small. It's a mahogany box. It fits in your hand. This is good craftsmanship. I open it. You open it. It is unlocked and is not trapped. Uh, inside is a small, smooth stone. Um, 
an unnatural color. It's like it's, best way to describe it is a turquoise uh, that shifts to like a yellow whenever it catches a, a glint, um, and it almost seems like the cracks across it seem to like shift and change every time you look at it at a different time. Neat rock. Hmm. I roll Arcana. Yeah. Two. Two. It, it is a neat rock. It's uh, a neat rock. That's really neat. Somebody <laughs> viewed it as very important, though. I will say, Yael and Smark were the smartest thieves in all of Borda, and they would not have kept a rock in a fancy locked safe on top of a robe in a wardrobe unless, unless it, was it was very really important. Neat. Oh, or neat. Probably neat also. Warm. You know, they're not dummies, so there must be some reason they kept that rock so secure. But I don't know. I'm just the mayor. I'll put it somewhere very safe so that way nothing happens to it. Uh, Dungeon Master, I place the rock between my cleavage. All right. So you, you put it in the safest spot you know, and you have that. Um, uh, Dungeon Master, uh, in, in a desperate attempt to get anywhere else, um, what, are, what about this vest? Yeah, so it, it's just like a sleeveless vest type thing, but the it doesn't end at the waist. It goes down to the ground. Uh, it's made of this glimmering material uh, that that shifts in the lights. It's almost has a silvery sheen to it. It's very fine to the touch, almost like silk, but finer. I pick it up. Pick it up, almost like nothing. Very very light. Is there is there a label on there? Uh, is there? I, I I search for a label. All right, roll an investigation for me. That's a 19. A 19. Uh, no label. It's handcrafted. Ooh. But it is definitely of an elvish sylvan make. Um, almost not of this world. Uh, and it is a very rare material. Probably uh, never seen uh, on the material plane uh, besides this and maybe a few other occasions. Uh, it's, you can't really place what the material is mm. unless you roll a history, but um, you do know it's very, very rare. I put it on. You put it on. You put it on and you f- immediately feel uh, power surge through you um, as the wind almost picks up these t- tendrils and then lift them up briefly and put them down. I feel very empowered and I... Uh, and I just feel more stylish than I usually do. You're floating. Quill, you look great. Oh, <laughs> really? Did your wings get bigger? Uh, I, oh, I, don't, I don't know about that. Um, I, but, uh, no, I, I, um, thank, thank you. I, I heard you talk about yourself. What? <gasps> I, uh, I kind of want to hear more. Yeah. About me? Yeah. yeah, you talked about yourself and I didn't. I didn't get. I oh. I usually hear like you know the the sound that you know the um. It's kind of warbled. It's like rawr, 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 yeah. rawr, rawr, rawr. my name's Quill. Rawr, rawr, yeah. rawr, rawr, rawr. But this time it crystal clear. Uh, let me let me test it out. Let me test it out. Um, uh, I was on, I was abandoned uh, on the the steps of the Irie Archives Aww. and immediately placed into uh, somewhat of internment uh, with the Holy Order of Ogma, the God of Knowledge. Buddy. Uh, uh, and after my 40 years of grueling servitude, tireless study, and daily beatings, I was uh, granted I, the highest honor. I walk over to Quill. I put my finger on his the lips. Paid intern- Shh. And I give him a big old hug. <gasps> I cry. Magnar embraces Quill around the waist in a very, very tight hug as Tears stream from Quill's face. I ha- I had a dad, but I felt abandoned too, and I understand. 
I understand where you're coming from, big big boy. I'm sorry, you are on the clock. You do realize that, right? We have uh, thieves to save. Velvet peeks Velvet. her head in, uh, in this little walk-in closet where Quill and Magnar are hugging. We are having a moment! Just sort of standing off to the side. I'll just give you a second then, all right. I doubt my eyes. This is a beautiful moment. It makes sense. Melvody, do, do you want in on this on this hug? I don't know. Do I? Come on, let's give a quill sandwich. <gasps> I come from behind and I, I get in on the quill sandwich. My arms just gently caress Magnar, so that way all three of us are touching. I cry more. It's it's a absolutely beautiful, tender moment uh, of compassion and emotion. Not at all the right time, but nonetheless, it's happening. Thank you. Thank you for everything. I'm gonna, I, just, uh, I just. I'm, I'm gonna. Mean, I'm gonna need a moment. I walk. I walk out. I just. I. I've spent so much of this adventure trying to convince <sighs> myself I want to be nice and I want to have the normal things, but I just. I feel like you know that, like deep down, I really do want to be evil. But, but I mean, not all the way evil. No, I do. But but you love me anyway for it, right? Right, Maggie? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm in the other room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Magnar had to compose himself. Oh God, I need to compose myself. I get in the wardrobe and I shut the door. No, I, I, I I know. (laughs) Velvet is looking amongst the three of you in confusion. I need to compose myself because this is not how I expected adventurers to behave, and I am a little bit surprised and a little bit disappointed. Uh. Uh, I, I would like to 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 just uh lean gently against the cabinet that that Malvoli is in. Uh, Malvoli, do you now? What's evil? Evil is doing exactly what you want, even though it's against the law. Well, I mean, the law is important, but you—you've done so much good in the time I've, in the time you've brought me in from with with my internship. Like what? Um, you gave me a place to stay. Oh God, I didn't want to. I—you made that very clear every day, uh, and you actually would vandalize the space you gave me, uh, and then you would take me outside, um, and you would say, "Look." Look, this is a hole I've dug. Do you know what it is? And I'd say, yes. And But you'd interrupt me because this is the seventh time. you say, yes, I've dug your grave. grave. Yes. yes. But but, but that was... No one's ever spent that much time with me before. Oh, God. I cry more. <laughs> oh. The tears oh. fall in the darkness oh, really, in this roller drobe that you're in. It's ugly crying. Oh, I'm a tiefling, so crying really hurts. It's very physically painful. It's like childbirth from my eyes. Velvet is composing a uh, new letter to another adventurous <laughs> guild for someone else to come and help uh, yeah. her town, which is, you know, as as time goes on. Yeah, Velvet the, scamper back down to the kitchen and is composing that letter, uh, thinking I, about how she's going to get it there, but nonetheless thinks, she ha- she thinks better of this current group. Yeah, one of these void beasts will take it. Yeah. Uh, Magnar, uh, as you are composing yourself, you're in a room and all of a sudden you hear a splat as you see egg against the window of the house? Oh, what? Another splat, uh, another egg, and you hear hear laughter and snickering. (laughs) I jostle over to the window and kind of, uh, with my hand, scrape off the interior dust to see if I can see outside. All right, uh, roll a perception check as you wipe off this window. 
12. 12. Uh, you're looking out and you swear you see uh, in the woods uh, a figure sort of like hovering with like wings and it is about two feet tall, uh, hovering, a very slender, angular face, and it winds up and it has a little egg in its hand and it throws it uh, right at the window and splat, you can't see it anymore, and you hear the laughter again. <laughs> Quill and I are now both in the cabinet yes. and we're snuggling. Snuggling, yes. All right. Are, are the tears still coming? Oh, absolutely. Yes, but now it's more of a, more of a joyful cry. Yes, yes. All right, we'll give you the time for that as we deal with uh, what Magnar has seen out here. I, um, I go towards the locking mechanism of the window and I try to see if I can uh, dismantle it to open up. Oh yeah, no problem. It, it's it's old, but uh, it still works. You can I, just slide it open. I, I, I nudge it. And, uh, right. and I, um, I, I I see below me um, kind of a, uh, a, a vines. I try to see if I can climb down. Yeah, in the angle that it's on, uh, the vines sort of wrap up around it. Um, it's interesting Oh, the day uh, that you showed up, it was only two days after the letter was sent. This house seems like it's been here for quite a while as vines are able to crawl up over it. But you clamber down uh, to the ground floor and there's no sight of the small fay that was throwing eggs at the window. I go to my, um, my bag of junk and I get a crossbow that has parchment on it. On the parchment it says uh, hey, uh, I'm going to where the adventure is. Um, have your emotional comment. This happens a lot in the Adventures Guild, so okay. I have like, you know, I have a lot of messages just for that. Right. So I bend the uh, the string and I shoot it towards the opening of the window and I jettison off towards um, this crackling egg th- thrower. Alright. Uh, you hear a slight thump against your wardrobe, but you might not want to acknowledge it because you are in the... <laughs> I'm sure it's just a note that says we can keep crying while Magnar takes care of business. Yeah, you're used to this it's as one well. one of his pre-made notes. <laughs> he makes them with such characters. <laughs> so having duly notified your compatriots of your whereabouts, uh, you head off to this oh, tree line where you last saw this snickering fae. Uh, he's nowhere to be seen. Can I roll for stealth just in case yeah. he's still around? Roll stealth check. 11. 11? Uh, you, yeah, you sort of get into the bushes right around the tree line and start looking around. Uh, you f- feel fairly well hidden. Okay. I, um, I pull from my bag of junk a golden egg. A golden egg, okay. A golden egg of Tarak from many years ago. And I kind of just toss it into the clearing to see if it's bait for this cackler. All right. Uh, you, you roll the egg in there, and you sit there, and you wait. And lo and behold, after a minute or so from the opposite side, you see that same figure. Uh, you get a better look at it now that you're not looking through the window. Uh, it's definitely a fay. It's definitely uh, male. Uh, very small, angular face, short, cropped brown hair, uh, an intense look, and you would know this as a sprite. Uh, now that you've got a good look at it. Son of a sprite. Okay. All right. And it's slowly drifting across. Keeps It keeps looking at the house uh, as it drifts across to look at that golden egg. So it's vision to the egg, to the house, to the egg, and it dashes for the egg. <laughs> I immediately grab my uh, my grappling hook and I shoot it. All right. Roll a uh, dexterity to see if you can hit it. Fifteen. Fifteen. It's wrapped up. Uh, spri- ah! Sprite, you can roll quickly to see if you can try to escape. Fifteen. 
Uh, I'll give it to the party. Uh, you're, you're wrapped up, Sprite. I'm sorry. I start to pull the rope towards me. What are these vines? Dwarfen vines. Mm. What? And he's bent at her feet. And I come out of the clearing above the Sprite. You weren't one of the thieves? Where are you from? Not of this realm, Sprite. I got that. You don't look like of the Fae. But did you come from the house? Yes. Were they in there? Did they see the eggs I hit? <laughs> Why are you throwing eggs, Sprite? They stole from me. Where'd they steal from you? It, that's a bit of a personal nature. It's all right. You can trust me. I like to roll charisma. Yeah, roll percep- or persuasion. Nine. Nine? Uh, you're lo- you just tied him up. Uh, he might need some more convincing. He might need to do more than that. You know, I have more golden eggs. Is it is it, is that an offer for information? Is that what we're I doing? Don't, I don't know. Oh, this is a new realm. I don't know how th- I don't know how things works. You know. I mean, I mean, I just thought like golden eggs. Most of the eggs here are either silver or gold, anyways. I just I assumed it was a regular egg. I didn't realize that was something special. Oh. To you. So I we apologize shot from the for cabinet. Just- Magnar, do you need backup down there? Magnar, oh. it sounds like negotiations are going poorly. I shout out to them. Are you still crying? Yeah, but no, we can yes. pull it together. Yep, we can we can make it work. Okay, well take your time coming down, but I don't want no tears. I launch myself out the window. Alright, you push out of the cabinet, across the room and out the window. My hair is wild. My clothing is disheveled. There are tears running down my face. My eyes are bloodshot red and flames are just flickering off my hands. And I'm like, what does Magnar want? What can we do for him? You, you, tell us what he needs to know. She's my boss. I shake him. Oh. I pick the sprite up and I just shake him as hard as I can. A hag of the fay, a hag of the fay. They stole my underwear. It was, you know, gilded. I slap him. You sl- special. You slap him, your hand it completely envelops his head. It's a hefty blow. He seems a little bit damaged, actually. <laughs> Ow! Dungeon Master, I, I, I gently uh, uh, reassociate myself. I wipe my tears, and I, and I, and I climb down. And I and I walk out as if I got here faster. Yes, yeah, so you are. Compo- we came as soon as we could, Magnon. <laughs> well, at least you're at least you're not crying. Um, is your underwear look anything like uh, the sporty fellow's outfit right here? Oh, I can't afford oh. underwear. No, uh, no, no, I was, I was no. talking. Oh, about um, that's oh, that's very embarrassing. No, right. I guess underwear is it the correct? Ter- it's it's what I wear underneath these these fancy clothes. It's like a vest that. Shields me from magic. Oh, like underclothes. Yes, a vest that, like an under under vest, like a un, like a guarding vest that's like a magic proof thing. I wear it when I go out on patrol. Not not it's kind of important. I not slam really the, the sprite against the tree. Oh, <laughs> what does this underwear look like? Oh, it, I try to I I reach out and sketch a little bit with my sword into the tree. Yeah, he makes a rough uh, carving of it into the tree. Um, Very rough as its neck is being restrained by Mount Volia. I I bring him back. That's not my preferred medium. I hold his mouth open and I Um, scream um, into it. Mel, Mel. I hand the sprite back to Magnar and I drop him. I catch catch the sprite. (laughs) Do you want to talk to me now? Yeah. Yes, what? I think he was always Who, are talking. You, are you Yael or are you Smirk? Which are you after? Both. Both. Have you seen them in your plane? 
Yes, I told you. I raked it then. I saw them from this house. I traced them here. I egged Wait, the house. I thought so they were know, inside to you see know them me to egging be in the house. I know that this is where they come from. Hmm. Where, and this is where they go back to. This house has been back to. Spelled into the Fey realms, it would seem. Y- yeah. He's a fe- we. Well, thanks, Quinn. I'm sorry. I'm just getting on board. <laughs> I mean, the you're vestment. so good looking. I oh, can't. I oh, can't. really? Mm. My vest is magic. They might be wearing it. It changes shape depending on the size. I always thought I would grow. I just, you know, oh, didn't I, happen. I hear that. I pick the sprite back up. This isn't about you. It's about Quill. I scream and what? I just slam him back down. What's a quill? What uh, does a pin have to do with this? Uh, actually, it's a funny, funny story. I was actually named uh, in 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 the Holy Order. We are we're named after the first thing that uh, is seen next to us, and it just happened to be a, a pen. Oh, well, I'm Lutris. Thank, nice to meet you. Yes, uh, Quillhaven Crest. Uh, well met. Uh, I shake a wing that's not tied up. Yeah. In the 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 general direction I, of I shake Quill's his hand. I shake his yeah. wing. Dungeon Master, are his wings bigger than mine? His wings are like an insect-like wing. I don't know why you're going for the wing when he has hands. Well, he offered uh, it. I'm tied up. Yeah, he's tied up. Um, but you could have untied his hands if you wanted to be nice. Okay. Uh, but yeah, they're like gossamer uh, dragonfly wings. Okay. Sprite, when was the last time you saw these two? Time works really different. Okay, well, give here. me like, give me like, give me like. I mean, an you estimation. see, it's a constant twilight. There's not like. A, okay, how many twilights? It's. It's all the same twilight. Okay, well... Technically, it was today, but it was, you know, possibly hours ago. Okay, but you've seen them then today? Yes. All right, that's all I wanted to know. Okay. All right, they're going to come back to this house. Ooh, ooh. Right? Because, obviously, what you're wearing is of this realm. They're still Robin. Yes, it's got a mind of its own. And the... Ooh. Why, why... The little tendrils, they're, they, they tickle sometimes. Ow! Oh, I'm sorry. It slapped me. Oh. Yeah, the tendril slowly recedes back and sort of like nuzzles up like a dog on your leg. Um, if it makes you feel better, I can sense its thoughts, and it thought that was cute. Because it likes you. My, my, my thought of, wait, why did, what the, did it think I can sense, cute? though, so, uh, I am just understanding I have a now symbiotic, uh, relationship with this vest. Uh, and uh, it uh, is coursing its thoughts through me, and I am wondering how demonic it is. Uh, but uh, it it thought that that was cute because it likes you. Oh, g- great. Okay. Clothing uh, isn't very good at expressing its emotions here in the Fey. It's usually kind of like it's like a passive-aggressive thing. Like yes. it hits you to get your attention. Great. Wait, like, that's something yeah. people do? It's something the clothes do. Oh, okay. Great. My vest likes to give noogies. Off to the side, I'm building a funeral pyre. All right. The wood you're collecting is unlike any wood you've ever seen on your realm. Uh, there's deep purple colors that's into the brown. There's some red, like more reddish wood, um, and you're finding this like uh, twigs and stuff uh, on the ground. The leaves spread out in impossible directions, uh, and like it's almost like a 3D leaf on some of these twigs. It's very interesting. All right, throw the sprite on the pyre and um, let's go. Well, uh, no, whoa. We- uh, the, he, this part has helped us immensely. Yeah, but I don't know how much inf- more information we can get from this little guy. Oh, I mean, but just, j- okay, just a group. I'm a victim here. Group, group check-in, just because we don't have any more information to get. Are you suggesting that we burn him in the pyre? 
Yes. Yeah. That I'm, was my suggestion. I mean, Why? he was throwing eggs at us. At, he was throwing, I was throwing eggs at Yale and Smirk's house. Also, yes. with the fire, that could make a, a disturbance or whatever. And if the two robbers can say, oh, maybe there's a fire at our place. They'll come. We set a trap. Bing, bang, wazzle. We, we, we get... Um, the, the the fellas the I, the, the I love yeah, when you make smart. murder practical and not I, just frivolous. Well, I I I think that there might be more mysteries here because we have been. I sent... don't have time for more mysteries. No, well, the... stop! Ah, will you control I, your garment? Uh, you oh, slapped me in the face again. I'm sorry, Karazeb. Oh, what? Karaz, it's communicated its name to me, Karazeb, the the un, the unmighty. I mean, there's more that I can I can offer you here. I mean, I I, I can stay as lookout. I can find you. Sprites can find anyone in the Fey. But I will oh, find you when they're here. Oh, but you can't. You can't I, find not... Yale and Smirk. They've Got stolen other things to be beyond most ways of detection. We have been tasked to find Yale and Smirk, but must we capture them? Do they wish to be found? That's no. That's, that, not, that's semantics. That doesn't matter. We got a job to do. Mm, then let's lay a trap. I just said. I just said that. Oh, that was a really good idea that you had. I could stop. Well, can we use that was this? a button yes. on my nose? Ooh. Can we use this funeral pyre at least? I spent like I, a whole minute and a half building it. No, I said we use that as why are you not I storm off. Alright, Magnar storms off uh towards uh, in between the house and the tree line, just off by himself. I like the funeral pyre. Um and I say, Quill, you can burn anyone you want, but I don't want to look out that window again and not see something burning. And I firefly my way back into the house. Uh, I look to the Fae. I pull him very close. Uh, run. Right. So, I'm going to... I slap him. Ow. You're not running. I, you're, <laughs> you're holding me. I'm only two feet tall. I look out the window and I see Quill slapping him and I'm really into it. <laughs> I'm kicking my legs as if to run, but you're not putting me on the ground. I let go. (laughs) I hit the ground and run. Immediately takes off, exactly, um, towards the tree line. And Dungeon Master, could I roll perception for something cool to burn? Yeah, take a look around. That's an 18. An 18. Uh, Yeah, you look around the forest and you do find uh, this... Weird looking log. There's some violet fungus growing on it that like sort of crawls along. Uh, it doesn't like go up too too much like a mushroom, but it's sort of like this lichen type stuff. Oh, into the fire, baby! All right, you toss it into the fire. The smoke immediately turns this vibrant blue uh, and, and drifts up towards the sky. Um, this dark blue you cannot see through. Okay, uh, I I I walk back nonchalant to the house. All right, you head back to the house, uh, hoping that your signal ha- has attracted people back to their abode. Magnon. I immediately walk up to Quill and say, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, 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 bud. I've set... Oh, there's a bunch of traps There's a here. bunch of traps, yes. mm-hmm. okay? So um, they're hidden. I got a whole bunch of um, pits with mm. spikes. I also uh, have... Um, <laughs> we'll see later. I don't want to ruin it. Uh, but Ow! What is this giant... Trap with a banana in it doing in the middle of the living oh, room. Oh, Magnar, that's your favorite. Oh, oh, my goodness, my leg! My leg! 
I I hate elves so much. We all run into the I, living room to see what's wrong with Velvet Lacroix. Yeah, there is indeed exactly as she described a giant mousetrap with a banana, uh, hastily constructed out of materials from the house. Um, and you do see muddy footprints coming into the living room, uh, sort of circling around it and going back out to the to the uh, field where he's setting up more traps. Oh God, both her legs are broken. Yep, they're trapped oh, right in there. Okay. My favorite treat is a banana. I couldn't resist. I didn't even notice the contraption all around the banana. I just had banana vision. I I just um, walked straight to the banana. Uh, oh. oh. Malvolia, Magna, oh. Magnar is, he's disappeared again to create more traps. I, I can heal her legs, but I, I, I don't think either of us are necessarily strong enough to open this trap, but I, I think, no, you, I think please, you know who is. Please, please. Oh, God. And I, I look around and I cry out, McStevens! You, uh, you, your cries echoes throughout the forest and you do hear a, um, you do hear a, uh, coming seemingly from the trap door, um, and and falling through as a ball of flesh followed by, uh, Buttercup! Followed by your unseen servant, um, uh, invisible servant McStevens, who's carrying a giant jar of honey. (laughs) McStevens, how did you get here to this pocket dimension? Oh. McStevens is so reliable. I did love I, McStevens. I just followed Buttercup. Buttercup came and got me. And uh, this little flesh pile just handed over this letter. I took all of the honey that we could find. And I just followed it this way. What a story of triumph over adversity. Poor little Buttercup is. Wonderful. I take the honey and I put it on the kitchen table. I pick up Buttercup and I give her sweet kisses. It is what gross. is that? Oh my God. Gosh, that's the worst thing I've ever seen. This well, is Buttercup, sh- and it used to be my horse. Uh, what? Okay, I'm just going to let that go. Please get me out of this trap, Unseen Servant McStevens, if that is your real name. Of course that's his real name. I named him. Like, Jerry could also work, but, you know, McStevens is great, so I'll go with McStevens. Do, do you prefer something? Well, I look at Malvolia in her current state of wild hair and running makeup and probably still flame on some hands and there's just saying yeah, no McStevens is perfect we paper. discuss this after you've gotten me out of this giant banana mousetrap please oh right actually yeah so I'm just gonna reach into the mousetrap into oh. the metal bar and just pull it open yeah, you, no, with no problem, uh, rip it open. McStevens was designed and hired by Mavolia to be her muscle, as she will not carry anything herself. Dungeon Master, I lean down to Velvet, and I open up the Book of Prophecy, and I cast Power Word Heal. All right, you look through the, your words in the, in the book, and uh, you think you find the right one for heal? That is a five. Um, uh, go what? And immediately, uh, she stands stock still on the ground. Her, her limbs sort of all contract as she's stunned by uh, the wrong power and slipped as out the, again. As the cleric of the group, I have cast stun to set the bone. Roll a deception check for <laughs> me. That is a nine. Uh, right. You're allowed to make mistakes. That is the first time you've ever said that to me. I fall to the ground in agony. All right. Clutching Malvoli- my flesh ball. Malvoli is once again uh, just incapacitated <laughs> due to her emotions pouring out of her. 
I'd like to slowly move the damage the stunned elf out from underneath the trap yeah no problem one hand pull, holding it up one yeah. hand dragging her out uh, it's no problem for you you let it go and it hits the ground and leaves an impact on there both her legs are broken well let's explore a different room a crash from the window occurs an arrow hits the wall it is a magnar letter Oh, one of Magnar's letters! I wonder if this one's pre-written. Oh, it they always read, are. It reads, Uh-oh, we got a problem. Oh, this is one of Magnar's in trouble letters. I... And then it just trails off. Yeah, you see the ink go to the edge of the parchment, and it seems, as opposed to his pre-written ones that are nice with a little bow, it seems hastily like, crumpled around uh, the arrow. Um, and uh, you can... Look out the window if you would like. I I, I gently uh, grab Malvolia by the lapels and I and I lift her up and I say, Malvolia, you see that honey? You yes. see that honey that McStevens got? I see it. You know what that honey means to our boy Maggie? It means that he's gonna finally win his father's respect, yes, even and, though his father is gone. Yes, and I know I I don't know how that makes sense, but it's I. It's a big metaphor for his growth as a man. Absolutely. Because we're all just children deep inside. We will forge a crown of manhood for him, and we will save him, and we will drink mead. I take a small jar from my bag of holding, and I I put a little bit of the honey in there, and I place it back in my bag. For Magna! I scream, and I just straight up punch the window pane. Alright, you, you take some damage as you punch the window out, but the rest of the glass shatters, and, and you can hop out that window, which happened to be right next to the, the door. We but burst out. Yeah, you burst out into the clearing. No sign of Magnar. And you just hear the wind rippling across this twilight forest. And that's where we'll stop this episode. Thank you everyone so much for listening to episode 2 of Arc 1 of Out on a Whim's Improvised D&D. Ooh, this music's so inspiring. And remember, word of mouth is the most powerful and most effective spell in the entire arcana of marketing. And it's very important, especially for beginning podcasts like us. So if you liked us, please share us with someone that you think might enjoy finding out what, what the heck and heck happens to Magnar. If you liked us, find us on all of our social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter as Improvised D&D. That's the word and. And on Facebook, we're Out on a Whim's Improvised D&D with an ampersand because they let us use it. We're also brewing up a Patreon page with all kinds of goodies. And if you could rate our podcast, please put as many stars as humanly possible in the star receptacle. And if you could review us, well, gosh, we just love you forever. Speaking of which, Magnar was played by Mike Hover, Quill Havencrest by Bailey Picorni, and Malvolia by Kate. Rupert. In regards to the beautiful, magnificent audio beast in which we inhabit, our opening song, Call to Swords, was done by Tim Beak. Our lovely recap song was done by Kuran Sun. And all of our wonderful and creative atmosphere and ambience tracks were done by Michael Gelfie. There are links in our description. This is Quill Havencrest signing off. Search for Signs of the Apocalypse. Uh, but be careful, there's like a lot of red herrings. Goodbye. <laughs>